Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Hey, welcome back. It's your favorite podcast aunties and we're here for another episode. So we'll just jump right in with our regular check-ins. Um, Quay, how are you doing? Hey, I am doing good. I was family day weekend. You know, we didn't release our episode on on Sunday because we were enjoying our time with our close loved ones. Um, I had a great weekend. My friend Nora from back home came to visit me and her daughter. So I always love spending time with them. And I was, I had a video chat with my brother and my dad. Um, I've been watching more 90 Day Fiance. So we can check in about that a little bit later because I know you watch, but you just finished inventing Anna. Mm -hmm. So tell me, like, tell me how was your weekend too? And then tell me about inventing Anna. My weekend was good. Um, I went to this indoor trampoline place with Nico and another family. And it was like, as soon as you, I call it, like I came home and Ben was like, how was it? I'm like, this place, you walk in and you're overwhelmed. And it's a place where kids go to be crazy. Like, it's just wild there. Um, of course they had like a ton of fun. Um, and it was great to like, see them like just have fun and whatnot so and then another thing I did was we went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home um it was Nico's second time seeing it and then my first so um it was a good movie like I would I would watch it again I think they did a good job so um yeah that was like my weekend it was nice to just like have that extra day to like sleep in or my so my alarm went off because Monday was a weekday my alarm went off in the morning and it woke Nico up and I was like no like because it was supposed to be off and I was supposed to try to sleep in but that didn't really happen so um yeah um so I I also watched 90 Day Fiance um but I've been watching that Inventing Anna and have you watched it quite or not yet? Yeah, I think I mentioned it last week, maybe. Um, and I want to be like, America is crazy, but like, so is Canada. Um, and like socialites and like elitism, like that is really crazy in New York. And I believe how she lied about everything. But I also, like we were talking earlier, Grace, and you were like, um, you... <laughs> So sorry, I thought like we're on our computers, but I like I saw an email come up. <laughs> I know what email it was. And I was like, uh. Um, <laughs> but I think that you made a really good point in another conversation before that we had about like she's paying the price for other people's decisions. Yeah, she tricked people, but she got these banks and these people, investors, to like sign off on it. Mm -hmm. no proof so 
if it was a girl, if it, she was a guy, she'd get promoted or she would have got everything. Like, I think so. And then my other question was, was the Firefly Festival really her boyfriend or she knew those people? She knew them, but wait one sec, because we're comparing, I think now, like a lot of comparisons between Anna and um, the Tinder swindler. So Anna, she wasn't just like, yeah, give me like $5 million or whatever loan she was asking for. She was actually like providing like fraudulent documents and like, at least in the show, and I'm sure in real life she was too because there was there like there was no trust fund. But it's like the same. Like, what if we said this about the Tinder swindler? Like, oh well, the girls believed him. Like he would send fraudulent documents of like, oh, I'll, um, here's like a pay stub where you can like that I can get you from my company to get yeah. like your credit card. Where with Anna, we're like, oh. Like, it's all bad. Like, <laughs> I know earlier I was like, well, she tricked them. But, like, that's not, it's not fair to say, like, well, the Tinder swindler tricked them, too. Like, they both did. But they were also, like, actually giving, like, fake documents um, at times. So I don't think anything's right. I still think, though, if she was a guy, it would have been different. Yeah. But look what happened to the Firefly guy. Or not, I don't even, I think I'm saying it all wrong. It's the Fire Festival. Fire, yeah, F-Y-R-E. Yeah, that's the F-Y part that gets me confused in my head. <laughs> Firefly. <laughs> it's the Firefly. <laughs> um, I was teasing you, Grace, because I was like, when we were talking, coming into this, talking about like 90 Day Fiance, I was like, that was like you, but like times three. Like you were like a 365 day fiance and you're like, no, I was 500 days. <laughs> yeah. It was like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, um, but about 90 day fiance, if anybody has been watching fast forward a little bit, cause I'm going to say something. Do you think mahogany was hired by TLC or do you think that mahogany was real? Because that wasn't the girl in the photos. Um, I think, I don't think she was hired on. I think she was real, but edited her pictures like insane. Like it didn't even like match her face really. No, but how did Ben see her come in and be like, oh my God, my love mahogany. Like if, if that girl came in and I was looking for somebody else and be like, who's this bitch? But she was still pretty. Like I totally like, I don't think he was like, he mentioned that like she looked a little different what she did but like she was still pretty and I think she probably even looked better I think she looked better too but she looked like heavily westernized in her photos where I think it was another woman and then I think that she just didn't show up and TLC was like let me go and hire somebody in Peru to just show up so that Ben doesn't look silly Nah, I think she was like the real, the real one. But look at her. Okay, I'm like trying to convince you. But look at the way that her English and her Spanish flipped. And it was like a weird, it was like a, like a telenovela, like the way she spoke. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on the line of, she was hired on. 
and but a lot of like um if she's like bilingual like she could also like know more english like languages they tend to do that like go back and forth like between like the lang like her native language and like the language she's also translating right and speaking she just speaks it really really well and really really quickly and like a different kind of accent like her accent wasn't there what kind of when she was speaking english so i'm like you have to be some sort of actress i think yeah we'll have to see how like the rest of the season plays out and like like if they do end up like moving any like moving forward with the relationship because if they don't then I'll be like okay maybe she isn't like the real mahogany can't believe also how many Michigan people are on there who else like, is so the guy who had the pa- the Panama City girlfriend he's from Michigan <laughs> the the girl who went to Turkey she's from Michigan and she's like from the teeniest tiniest town in Michigan and I'm like is this like 90 day fiance fiance michigander edition yeah <laughs> like everyone um, is uh memphis you mean like memphis yeah memphis is from michigan and she's from like the t- the tiniest michigan city um in the up i think memphis <laughs> i like want to tell everyone where it is but did you also see that Apparently, Memphis had a baby. No. Okay. It's not, it's like just like, like she didn't post anything, but. Oh, you mean her baby with her ex? No, like a baby, like just a few days, like within like the past month, she like delivered a baby. And the comments are like, yeah, she got pregnant the first night with Hamza. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because she is 34 and he's 26. Yeah. Um, I can't find where she's from. And people are probably like screaming at us right now. They're like, it's Traverse City. Just kidding. <laughs> that's, a small, that's a larger Michigan city. It's like Alpena or something. Okay. But thanks for coming and listening to this episode. We're here to talk about a lot of things we are talking about one of my favorite things to gossip about is keeping up with the Kardashians and Kanye West. But more importantly, we're talking about um, stalking, love bombing, and emotional abuse. So this is a trigger warning for people who have experienced any of those that we listed. And then also just a note to like, I'll be sharing some personal stuff and um, I want everyone to take good care of themselves for when listening. And also we know that like, we can't really speak personally about divorce and only Grace can speak to like how it is having a child. So in a marriage, so like we have very skewed or biased views already. And on top of that, we don't even know what the heck is Kanye and Kim, what their deal is. So we're just like all speculating here and that's what it is. So if you're ready to listen, we're going to continue talking. <laughs> um, Grace, one of the first things I wanted to talk about was like, 
Um, what was one of the most alarming things that like Kanye did in the news that you were like, what the fuck? Um, okay, like you, like I, I feel like I'm not completely like in the know, but just from what I've seen, I just think like. I don't know. So getting a house across the street from Kim, I think people are like, oh, like that's toxic because of all his other toxic behavior. Like what if they would have like talked about it and like, it's better for the kids that we like live close. Like that could actually be looked at and viewed at as like a positive, like co-parenting step. But I think with all his other toxic behaviors, and I guess I do know everything is, you know, just like, he doesn't seem to be just letting go of the divorce and move and like, like him moving on is like making personal attacks at Kim. Um, and I think that's just like the most alarming thing I wanted to bring up that like, yeah, Koi and I have like, we have brothers. We like, we understand that like our men need support and not that I'm like defending Kanye at all. Like I think all his behaviors he's been doing towards like this divorce has been toxic, but we do know that like he needs some serious help, like and support. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming from Kim. Like it needs to be like him doing it himself to be a better co-parent with Kim and to like like to do it for his children that he shares with her. Because also you make a good point, like. We are not defending him, but we're like any partner, any gender shouldn't be reacting like this, no Mm -hmm. matter. But we also understand that like, it's, there's a lot of, there's other stigma too, when you talk about like a black father or like people love to go off in the comments about like indigenous men are shitty and stuff like that. Like, okay, let's talk. Let's take a step back and stop stop and say like partners can't be shitty like this just no. flat line because like he was doing stuff like sending like a truck a truck full of roses to her and like my vision's crystal clear or something and then like posting all these things that he did with posting all the conversations online that were supposed to be like their screenshots of their convo and like um leaking messages and like just on social media like harassing her and all that drama that was about the that one their one child's birthday like yeah how he was saying he went on live and was like kim's holding my kid kidnapping hostage and then she came back with like no i said like i'm having a party here and you can have a party with her later like these were two different parties and it was pre-agreed on and so he's like, what she's coming out with is like a looking like he's trying to flip the script on her. So we don't know, like giving them both the benefit of the, of the doubt. We don't know if she's making that up after or, or he is talking the truth. But I think you have you have to have boundaries. Like mm-hmm. when you start having separate lives from your partner, that makes sense to me that you would have two different parties to like... I don't know, you would always want one party together, but like the reality is sometimes families can't do that or the relationship isn't that good to do that right now this year. Yeah. So 
there was something else that he did that I was like oh. I think if he truly loves Kim and like is wanting her back like why is he causing all this stress and drama and like anxiety that I'm sure it is for her like it just doesn't seem like fair that he's like doing all this and it's making her feel probably a certain way like that isn't yeah and it's embarrassing like if you are deciding to have your relationships over with your partner and then they keep doing all these things to like change the narrative you're like why are you doing this now only because I think about when I had broken up with an ex and I was like, oh, I would like, this is how I perceive and accept love. Like, can you do these things? And they're like, I don't agree with how that's how you perceive love. Like, I love you this way and you're either going to accept it or not. And I'm like, you know, I'm not accepting it. I'm breaking up with you. And then they like would send me gifts in the mail and stuff. And I'm like, and surprise me with roses. And I'm like, why did I have to break up for you for you to now do this? And why couldn't you like, so I, I am seeing more of her side about like, I've drawn the line in the sand and now you want to try to make things better when I've been trying to like work on our relationship for so long. Um, and then I think like, yeah, that love bombing is crazy and I think I like I don't know have you ever been like stalked Grace in a sense I don't think so not that I can think of um but I also I always try to like I always try to understand um not that I have to agree with the individual but I'm like okay Kanye is literally just like he's throwing out all the stops right like he's like darn I don't know what I was trying to say but I was just thinking it that you know he's like doing everything he can and it's not in a healthy way yeah and that, like that is love bombing like he's just throwing it all out there and it's just like no like hold up like that's is not good and then do you want to talk about, should we just get into what love bombing is right now? Because like, I know that when you're in it, or I, we could, let's get into it, but I want to say before, I know that when you're in it and like you're, you're in the middle of being stalked or you're in the middle of being love bombed, like you don't know what's going on, but you definitely feel confused mm -hmm. and you're like, why, why are you doing this? Like, why are you being so unhealthy? Because before I was manipulated in my in a past relationship where they would like look at my they would they knew my passcode so they would go into my phone when I'm asleep and they would look at like all my messages they would read all my work emails like thinking maybe I'm seeing somebody else at work or like leading a life like that but now that I'm like seeing it I'm like bro, if you're going to look through all my work emails, can you at least reply to some for me? Like, if you really <laughs> wanted to help me out, if you yeah. really loved me, you could have helped me out by replying to a couple. <laughs> um, but they also did stuff like 
they went into my phone account and I would like look at the numbers that I was talking to and calling. And that was while well, simultaneously like sending me gifts randomly in the mail. And I'm like, or sending me roses randomly. And I'm like, why when I was trying to get into the gym again after a hiatus, you were not supportive. But now that I've broken up with you, you're sending me earphones to go to the gym with. Like, mm-hmm. why when I'm saying let's have romantic dates, let's like treat each other special. You're like, no, I don't want to do that. But then when I break up with you, you're like showing up at my door with roses. And I'm like, knock it off. And yeah. I could feel like it was like unhealthy and not what I wanted at the time. So even though we might not wait, like, I'm really glad that all these, not all these terms are coming up, but like, now that we can, now that we can describe it, we yeah. can definitely point it out. Like, is that what I'm trying to say? So it, yeah, the wording I was trying to think of earlier was like, they're desperate attempts. Like he, yeah, like your ex was like desperate, right? Like just to like show you his love and like behind your back, he's doing like this other stuff that like you wouldn't agree with. And like, same with Kanye, it's these desperate attempts to just throw his love out there and it's un- in an unhealthy way. Yeah. And to wrap that up before we get into the new terminology that we're learning so we can better identify things in relationships, I've gone to therapy. Like I've seen a counselor and I've talked about these things and talked it through with some, with a professional so that I'm able to unlearn and I'm able to like understand like when you put up a boundary someone's supposed to respect and if they don't then like it's okay to leave them Mm. not that it's okay to leave them but like you know what I mean talking it through with somebody that's a professional that can help guide you and rewire your brain yeah for sure because there was times before where I'm like why isn't this person randomly showing like in other relationships after I'd be like why isn't this person just showing up at my door with roses mm-hmm. and it's like no that's not really healthy and I think too like a lot of the times we see this in like movies like these grand gestures yeah and like the woman is like or whoever like the partner receiving is just like so happy to get that um so it's like oh these like people are thinking like oh that's what I need to do to like win them over but um we've we've mentioned it a few times so like love bombing for everyone who doesn't know is a manipulative tactic used by narcissistic and abusive individuals love bombers seek to quickly obtain the affection and attention of someone they are romantically pursuing by presenting an idealized image of themselves Um, (laughs) I just wanted to like underline and bold like what you were saying about oh we we were being fed these things in rom-coms right like we were fed these these images of what relationships should be and that does include like randomly showing up with flowers and stuff but that's not that's not it like these these grand gestures when they're unwanted yeah. Or you put up a boundary, that's when they begin to be, that's when they are abusive and that's when it is stalking, like when it's unwanted attention. I think in like movies too, and like you don't see the work that has to go into it. Like you see 
you know, like, okay, maybe the one partner made a mistake and then they throw, like do this grand gesture to like win them over and then they live happily ever after. And it's like, no, it's like, you don't just like trust. And then yeah, like right after that grand gesture, like there might be like counseling involved after and like individual work that goes into each of them to make their relationship stronger. It's just not like, yeah. uh, like Kanye sending these like truckload of flowers. Like I'm moving in across the street. Like we can be together. It's like, no, there's a lot of work. Yeah. And the reason why I like, love bombing and this type of manipulation, manipulation or really, mani- yeah. I don't know what other word I was trying to say. But, like, it works so well because that's how, like, cults start. Like, cult leaders and stuff. Um, that's how it started. And I think there was something, uh, like, a psychologist that first used that term because we didn't always know it. It was, like, members of the this one church of the, in the States, um, like, called the Moonies or something, the Moneys. Uh, so they love bomb their new recruits into joining. And that's, that it's a tactic. Like, it obviously works. Mm-hmm. but it's not like love bombing doesn't always look the same in all types of situations like you can get extravagant gifts or like obsessive flattery and constant complimentary texting and always like getting a prompt always expecting a prompt reply or like it's always like right away mm-hmm. um so grace can you tell us what some love bombing might look like so um, I know you kind of mentioned it before, but Kanye fil- um, showing up with a truck filled with roses, like that's yeah. love bombing. Um, other love bombing. Hmm. Well, like you kind of you kind of mentioned one, like personally, like getting flowers when you weren't in a good place, like it was really random. Yeah. Like, I think that one note is like, if you feel guilty for wanting a boundary or space, like that might be a sign you're being love bombed because if mm-hmm. you are like, oh, I want to tell them I don't want to hang out today, but then you feel guilty or something or like, I don't want to reply right away. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that is easy for us to miss, I think as well is like, if they're constantly checking in like on your social media or like asking for your passwords or like wanting to know your whereabouts that that's a sign too that you need to look at that's being more control. careful yeah yeah um I don't know if you mentioned this but Kanye getting his fans to scream Kimye forever at Pete Davidson in public like I I don't know if I yeah. described that as love bombing but he's trying he's like trying to be controlling and manipulative of a situation and mm-hmm. it's kind of psycho it's totally without well, one you shouldn't feel guilty for wanting your new man to not have a relationship with your ex-man or your the father of your children like you you're allowed to have that boundary because they're looking love bombers are like looking for attention and time and um like persuading so like persuading you to make a commitment or persuading you in some type of way. And I think 
like with him getting his fans to say like Kimye forever, that's like trying to do that really intense like we're meant to be like or some people will be like oh like I found my soulmate you're my twin flame whatever he's like trying to keep going the Kimye for Kimye thing forever mm-hmm. and like yeah it's that what is that I think okay on zoom we're doing it and I'm like making like I'm trying to make a circle but I'm like not with my hands because he's trying to bring them back together and make it like this perfect thing and he's trying to persuade her by like look at all the fans they're all agreeing give me forever yeah um but even though it looks different in every situation like Kimmy's Kim and Kanye might look different than like me and you and it does but it's it's, it's always dangerous Yeah, it is. And I really hope like Kim set some more serious boundaries. I'm sure she has like at that like celebrity status, like they have bodyguards and like things like that. So um, yeah, I hope like Kanye gets like the help he needs to like move forward. And it's like stuff like this will have consequences. Like with like his co-parenting and and like the rights to see his children and things like that so let's hope that it doesn't like get that way because I think every child deserves to have like their parents in their life but they also deserve to have like the best and healthy parents also in their life so we hope that that situation gets figured out and he can figure his his stuff out yeah, I think him involving Julia Fox was random. And then I think also, okay, but if you think you're being love bombed, we want to end that. We want to also help you guys. If you think you're being love bombed, it's not cute. It's psychological manipulation. Yeah. And it's okay if you feel like a strong connection to them and you're like confused about it. And you like want to defend them, but like, but that is the manipulation part. Like they want to, they want to confuse you and trick you and and keep you. But understanding that it's not you, it's them. They have like deep seated insecurities and they're exploiting you to, to feel better. Mm -hmm. So if you do think you are being love bombed, it's definitely important to start setting, um, we always talk about boundaries and stuff like that, but also mm-hmm. say, like safely removing yourself from the, the relationship and seeking support and communicating with outside people outside of the relationship. Someone you trust, someone like you believe will have your back and like will just be there for you for, in a good way. Um, definitely do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Those are all good points. Yeah, surrounding yourself around people you trust and will support you. Um, you could even, like, you could even, if we want to give you tips to be like, what could I say to a partner? It can say, even look like, hey, this scene, it's okay to say this regardless, but like, mm-hmm. hey, this is moving kind of fast. 
I want to set up some structure for myself or I want to set up some boundaries or like just you feel like it's moving pretty fast and you want to take it a bit slower and that's that's always okay to say even if you're not being love bombed mm-hmm. totally Well, I think this is the end of our episode. Um, so thank you all for listening. We hope you learned something. Um, this is something that's like out in the media. And I think it brings some awareness to this. And like you said, puts like a, a like a definition to it. Um, helps us identify. Helps us identify. Yes. So um, that being said, thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week. So your podcast, Andes, know that life can be tough. And we want to end our episode with promoting the Hope for Wellness talk line. The Hope for Wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast aunties love you.